Welcome to the Nurses for Healthy Environments podcast. I'm Beth Shank, host of the podcast, along with our guest host, Dr. Shanda Demarest, as she explores nurses' experiences with the Nurses' Climate Challenge around the world. In this episode, Shanda speaks with the 2022 awardee of the Charlotte Brody Award for Excellence in Environmental Health Nursing, Kathy Murphy. Meet Kathy and listen to her ideas for nursing education about environmental and climate health. Enjoy. Shanda Demarest here with the Nurses for Healthy Environments podcast. This is a bittersweet session. Um, It's the grand finale of the special series featuring nurse climate champions with the Nurses Climate Challenge. And before we launch into our special discussion today, uh, I'm going to make up, take up a little more airspace than usual at the start. Um, I want to refresh everyone's memory of the last eight sessions featuring nurse leaders from, from all around the world. So flash way back to January 2022, um, we started first by spending some time learning about what the Nurses Climate Challenge is. Uh, we kicked off the series featuring, well, you know, the, the founding mothers of the Nurses Climate Challenge. I was joined by Jessica Wolf. Kara Cook, Julie Moyle, and Dr. Beth Shank, which by the way, remember she's the long-term host of this podcast. And all five of us chatted about the history of the Nurses Climate Challenge, how it's grown over time, um, empowering thousands of nurses to learn about how climate change impacts health and, and how we can take action. And later in the month, we heard from Anna Fuhrman out of Belgium, and she built the Nurses Climate Challenge Europe and has been instrumental in the international growth of not only the core campaign, but, but also the School of Nursing commitment for the Nurses Climate Challenge. Then in February, um, that was when we continued along the education track. We, we learned more about the School of Nursing commitment <clears throat> from Dr. Cameron Kirsch, and Dr. Sahar Nurdini, uh, both of whom brought their schools of nursing into the Nurses Climate Challenge and are working to integrate climate change into nursing curricula in the classroom and, and clinical settings, et cetera. Then I had a chance to talk with Milagros Elia. We had a riveting discussion. Milagros is an oncology nurse working basically to transform nursing care to not only be inclusive of environmental sustainability and climate resilience, but but like planetary health more broadly. Then in March, our focus was entrepreneurism. Uh, I I spoke with Catherine Ford Richter, AKA the solar RN, so cool, who stepped away from bedside nursing to build a company uh, where she works with homeowners seeking to transition to solar energy. And she framed renewable energy in the context of a healthier climate and healthier population. And then we heard from a couple climate nurses, Floro Cubello and Emily Chang, who both built programs for traveling health professionals to develop community. And and Floro even shared about his tree planting program to offset carbon emissions from travel. And then last month, April was all about advocacy and at the National Student Nurses Association convention in Salt Lake City, 
I held a convo with Megan Rodriguez, Aliyah Clements, Nicholas Valenta, and Sampada Aurora, four nursing students from Case Western Reserve University who developed healthcare decarbonization resolution. Um, so impressive. And then we heard from Dr. Rachel Kerr and Jill Aquino describe their experiences as advocates and organizers in the community. Whew. So finally, that brings us to today. And I am extremely honored to be joined by the 2022 Charlotte Brody Award winner, whom I'll introduce in a moment. I'm like more suspense, drum roll. Um, and for context, this prestigious Charlotte Brody Award is given to a nurse whose story of environmental activism and accomplishment reflects a significant contribution to environmental health. It's a legacy award given annually by Healthcare Without Harm and the Alliance of Nurses for Healthy Environments. And this award honors the Charlotte Brody, who is a registered nurse and activist and many more things, including a co-founder of Healthcare Without Harm. Uh, Charlotte dedicated her career to making a safer, healthier environment for us all, and, and this award in her namesake seeks to recognize nurses who go beyond everyday nursing endeavors to proactively promote, protect environmental health, and, and who generate those significant outcomes from their efforts. So this year, uh, we are delighted to announce Dr. Kathy Murphy as the recipient of the Charlotte Brody Award and her imperative work integrating environmental health into nursing education. She teaches all over the place in Connecticut. So she, she is a professor of nursing at Naugatuck Valley Community College, faculty at Charter Oak State College and the University of Hartford. And this work positions her as a positive change maker for the future of our profession. And furthermore, her, her leadership in Alliance of Nurses for Healthy Environments throughout the years has been paramount in lifting up environmental nursing. She has vast experience in pediatric nursing, OB nursing, public health nursing. And Kathy has basically helped to transform and expand environmental health nursing, not only for these populations, but, but for our profession as a whole. So welcome, Kathy Murphy. Thank you so much for being here. And as the honored recipient of the Charlotte Brody Award for 2022, we'll get to feature your story in many ways. Um, I'll, I'll point to more about that later. We'll talk all about your work, but for this conversation, I'd like to offer you a platform to inspire hope and inspire action. So, so Kathy, again, thank you so much for being here. Oh, thank you. I, I'm I'm truly honored by this. And I think of all of the other nurses that have helped, uh, taught me, encouraged me, um, that this is truly an honor. Oh, well, we are honored by your presence. Um, I've heard you say that you've, and this is like, this is a quote, that you've wanted to be a nurse since always. I love that. Thank goodness you are a nurse um, because we need some footsteps to follow in, but you are also so many more things. Um, what is it about being a nurse that makes you a better educator, a better environmentalist, a better advocate? 
Well, I think that all of those things describe what a nurse is because a nurse does educate. We educate our patients and our communities about so many things, disease processes, medications, follow-up plans, those kinds of things. And we need to educate for our patients because we don't want them to incur harm. So be at harm in the hospital and we're advocating for a safer work environment, but we can extend that to the community and what harm comes to our, our communities related to air pollution, water quality, those kinds of things, and advocacy for social justice, for vulnerable populations. That is, that is our job. And we need to think about that, on a, and we do, but think about it on a day-to-day -day basis, a case-by-case -case basis, and really identify and think about the environment and climate change and all of those things that we can be more anticipatory and help prevent those traumatic things that can occur if we continue on the track that we are right now. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Thank you. Um, and so many nurses and nursing students are, you know, working to develop their voice in this space, but that's hard. Um, that's hard for humans to do. And, and so for folks who are really wanting to make a difference in the, you know, at this intersection of environmental nursing, do you have any pearls of wisdom? I'm, I'm sure you do. I think that the first thing is when you start to realize the true impact of everything that is happening to the environment impacts our patients or ourselves. I mean, I don't want to be a patient, but I might be because of an environmental concern or, or because of climate change and extreme heat or extreme weather. But when we recognize and can, can communicate the effects on health related to all of these things, then we will educate and we need to educate and we will advocate so I think for nurses and what I do with my nursing students is you want to plant those seeds of and help them pull everything together, that it's not in isolation, that climate change is going to affect our health. If, our, if we have an extreme weather event and our clients can't get their medications or can't get the food that they need or can't get to dialysis, that's going to be a huge problem. And so... We should be advocating in our workplace, in our community, changes that we can make at home that seem small. All of these little things will add up. And for, for nursing students, it's to think about all of these different opportunities. Think about even when you're in a room with a patient by yourself, what change can you make? And it could be something as simple as don't bring in more supplies than you need into the room. Because as you know, they're going to be discarded and how are they discarded and what is the, the chain of, of um, disposal for those things. And that's a simple thing that I tell my students from the very beginning, but there is an environmental component to it. And so when we talk, when we talk that way, we can help people link what we do and why we do it and how we're doing it for protection. Mm, nice, nice. Um... I'd like to pull on that thread of preparing students for this work. Um, I know you're a savvy educator in the classroom, in the lab space, in the clinical simulations. Um, so 
for faculty trying to do this hard thing and include climate or environmental nursing more broadly in the curricula from from your experience like what does that look like do you have any specific examples that you can share for folks oh i'm really excited that you asked me that so the second edition of environmental health nursing the e-textbook that the alliance of nurses for healthy environments has created is being published any moment so you talk about suspense and drum roll here it is because it's going to be available. The first edition is available on Annie's website. It's free, so faculty can use it as a resource. We use it in one of our courses and assign readings to our students. So it's a viable, wonderful textbook for faculty to use without any kind of an additional cost. So now the second edition is coming out any moment and included in that is a simulation for um, extreme weather and extreme heat. And there's different populations. There's a, I'll say 20 year old healthy outdoor worker. There's a child, there's a pregnant person, then there's an elder. And with the different considerations across the lifespan, you know, extreme weather can have a significant impact to all of those people. So that's a really good opportunity in simulation. And you could use that case study in the classroom. It doesn't have to be simulation. One of the other things that we're creating right now is I'm into escape rooms. I've never been to one, but the to be able to create one that is virtual and it really is, I'm, it's stagnant. I don't want to oversell it, but it is the opportunity right now we created one that is a hospital room and there's different visits for the learner to do and there's a test for there's a question for example how many pounds of waste does a hospital create for a patient uh, um, per bed per day and it's 29 pounds but there's different options and then there's resources so you could provide that to a student to do and it takes about an hour for them to do it. So it's an opportunity to get, and they're going to get the information, they're gonna get the resources and they can be self-directed in their learning. We're hoping to create one similar in the home environment and that can be given again to students, but it also could be used as a teaching tool for lay people in the community. I wanna to go to that escape room. Um, so, okay, so you mentioned waste. Mm -hmm. um, what other aspects of environmental sustainability or environmental health are included in that escape room? Not giving too much away, but I I'm curious. Well, I won't give you the answers, but I'll give you the problems. So things like food and food waste or food sources, things like the use of plastics and choices about different types of plastics. I mean, think about all the things that we use and whether or not there's reusable um, items. Uh, things like recycling, like what goes in trash? Does it go into recycling? Does it go into regular trash? Does it go into red bin trash? Because red bin trash is burned. And I think I go, go back to all the plastics, all of those things that we just toss. And then you're worried about incineration and dioxin going into the air. So those are, those are just a sneak peek of the escape room. 
Thanks, Kathy. I, uh, I love that. I'm thinking too, like what other application could something like that have? Uh, in, in my day job, I, I work often with sustainability professionals at hospitals and man, yeah, I, I, there could be something like that set up in a clinical room as part of a nursing or, or like any staff members orientation. Look around, mm -hmm. like what aspects yeah. of yeah, environmental sustainability are part of this clinical everyday job and expand that to the public health setting, to the home setting, which you just said. Um, mm -hmm. Oh, so innovative. Uh, thank you. Super cool. And oh. that was my original intent was to do an escape room with my students and to do a physical escape room. And then I was trying to figure out, so how can I make this uh, for more people? to be able to do it. So you could recreate it in person. And one of the things with simulation is simulation is a little person heavy that you need a couple of people to set up and reset and all of those kinds of things. But to do it in a virtual way, it just resets itself. So absolutely. And, and I'm hoping that this escape room will be uh, on Annie's website. We're not quite there yet. It's almost done, but it'll be available for people to use mm, and publish that like <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah exactly get get more of that nursing scholarship out there this is extremely unique um thanks kathy okay cool so let's uh let's talk more about you i'm going to make you do this um the charlotte brody award is is as you know a legacy award this honors a lifetime of achievement, not that you're at the end of what you will achieve in your lifetime, um, but certainly you have a long history of remarkable work. Um, and I'd love for you to share with us what some of your goals are as a climate nurse, as an environmental nurse moving forward. Uh, what do you have up your sleeve? I feel like I just got started. So the word legacy is making, but it's, I, again, it, it's making the inroads of what I've been trying to do since I started it being an educator. Again, I've been a nurse for a long time and I kind of saw the impact on the environment with my patients. But then as I got introduced to environmental nursing and when I went to my master's, like it made sense, like all of a sudden all the pieces came together. But that information needs to be a nursing curricula and it, it really isn't. And some of it is just essentially labeling things. So when we talk about asthmatics and we talk about triggers, we need to talk about, use the words, the environment you know, the environment and air pollution, the environment and high heat days. Those are the things because then I think we can put more emphasis and focus on truly the impact on the environment and changes that we can make. You know, when you have somebody with severe lung disease like COPD or a child with asthma, again, I'm a pediatric nurse, so I always go back to the children, but you know, maybe they live in a third floor walk up without air conditioning. There's a limit to what we can do to help them survive. And that can be really traumatic. We need to fix the environment so that it's healthy for all of us. We shouldn't have to acclimate to high heat days and no fluid or, or water coming out of our tap. 
we should be able to sustain the environment we have so that it's healthy for everybody. So that that's what I see as my mission right now is to really work with areas of insertion of environmental health and climate change into the curriculum. In Connecticut, um, we have six community colleges that have a shared curriculum and environmental health got put into our curriculum a couple of years ago. And now we're working towards all of these areas of insertion. So I, I equate them more to seeds. So the seeds are gonna be planted as we go through the entire curriculum so that the students and now registered nurses as they enter practice will think of these things as they're interacting with their patients and also in their homes and in their communities. Because what we do in our house is gonna impact the environment for our neighbors and our friends and the next town over. So that's, and that and advocacy because nurses need to speak up and these nurses need to advocate in their community, be it their town or their state or us as a country. You know, we're the largest workforce in healthcare. You know, I, one in 10 nurses it, or is it 10 or a hundred, I can't remember, is a nurse, but we're everywhere. And so we really need to join to be able to bring health into the environment and, and for climate change and make sure that everybody's aware of all of these things that go together. Mm, thank you, Kathy. Um, one thought that came to mind is, well, a couple, I'll start with one thought. We'll see if, where this goes. But um, one thing that came to mind specifically, you know, if we're looking at this huge body of nursing professionals in the US, extrapolating that to the globe, but you know, I, I won't go, go there right now, but we have what, three, four million of us. And certainly over the last two years, um, nursing has looked a lot different during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. um, and one sort of exploratory conversation I've picked up on a little bit is how, the nursing profession looks very different during a pandemic than it did historically, you know, within mm -hmm. our, within our, uh, I guess, scope of history. And obviously we have all of this occurring within the context of the climate crisis and the planetary health crisis more broadly. And nurses need a way to feel as you know, like, like the advocates that we are trained to be. And that's hard in a pandemic when we have so little control. That's hard in this climate context when we feel like we have such, such little control. But I've heard people kind of describe the opportunity for nurses to be climate champions as like an outlet for action, a way to make change in a way that maybe is a little bit more difficult right now during COVID-19. Um, mm -hmm. Do you have any thoughts on that? There were a couple things that I was thinking about. One is, you know, this is this is my passion and this is this is what I feel that's important. And making changes fuels it further. So maybe this is what you, there's some things we can't change. We can't change the pandemic. We can't change, you know, what sometimes what happens at work and, and shortages and those kinds of things. But are there positives that we can take away 
and this might be it. And maybe we can't make changes at work, but I could maybe make a change in my household or in my community. And that might be enough or at least enough for right now. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate that. Um, one, one thing I think that I have taken, you know, from this experience, not, I'm not at the bedside, I'm not taking care of patients directly, but, you know, certainly we've seen that massive national and global change is possible. We have the capabilities within us as, you know, homo sapiens to work collectively towards something that makes it different. We're all behaving differently now than we did a couple of years ago, whether it's, you know, vaccinations, masking, um, just kind of looking out for one another in a different way. Um, and when you apply that, you know, little snippet of learning to environmental advocacy and action, I draw hope from that, you know, mm -hmm. we as a, as a society are capable of changing collectively. Um, at least we've, we've learned that amongst ourselves. Um, yeah. So, so let's shift here a little bit. Um, this is an experiment. Let's, let's do a visioning exercise together. Um, this little experiment, let's call it see, hear, feel. And it's a tool that um, can be used to help teams align and develop strategy and that sort of thing. But let's just do it for fun. Um, so imagine it's 2030, which is eight years from now. Um, as we know, the IPCC Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change releases reports and um, the IPCC just released its 2030 report. So Kathy Murphy, it, here, here are the questions I pose to you. First, like, where are you living? And wherever you're living, what are you seeing, hearing, feeling? So I'm outside. Um, my house, I work really hard to make it what I want it to be. And what I mean by that is, is again, I'll, I'll, what are the things that make me happy and, and give me joy? So currently right now I have a, a hummingbird feeder out and I'm waiting for one to come, <laughs> but that tells me when they come that it's another season and things are growing. And it also tells me that my yard is habitable, that, you know, I'm very careful about pesticides. I, I grow things in my yard to make it so that the, everybody will come, including the bugs, but the birds will eat the bugs, so we'll be okay. But that's where trying to make a, um, a good environment where, where, you know, things grow and, um, you know, the diversity, the biodiversity is here. So you do have bugs and I do have worms and, and, and all of those kinds of things. Um, I'm hoping that I'm still working and championing for change um, and involved with nursing and nursing students because working for me with nursing students and seeing the light bulb and just about any nursing instructor can tell you there's a moment that a light bulb goes off in their head and all of the cogs or most of the cogs come together and all of a sudden 
they see the domino effect that if this happens, then this happens, and then I should watch for this. And that that is the moment that just gives any nursing instructor joy. And if I can do that with the environment and continue to help them to, to make changes, and one of my favorite things to do with my students, and I know that you were just at the NSNA conference and my coworker went instead of me with my students, but we had a student who did a poster presentation and she did it on climate change. And to know that you can continue to instill the information in the next generation because someone did that for me, that's, that's what we all need to do. We need to continue to teach and continue to nurture and that's nursing at its best. So I am a inborn optimist. So I look at the glasses, my glass is more than half full. So I would think that in 2030, I'm hoping that it's the air is cleaner, that there's things growing in my garden. I'm hoping I'm seeing a hummingbird and that there's optimism and the report is good because we've made the changes that we needed to do. Mm, you gave me goosebumps. The the light bulb moment that resonated with me and um, yeah, a future with rich biodiversity and insects buzzing around, uh, not carrying vector-borne disease, right? And hummingbirds right, right. and clean air. Um, that's a future. I want to, uh, I want you still to be teaching and working and continuing to inspire. Yeah. Like your nursing students, but, but all of us in the profession, um, mm -hmm. Kathy, thank you. Yeah. That was fun. That was really cool. Okay. So you said the, the IPCC report was good. You know, I've heard, um, I've heard the quip that the, well, the next IPCC report will be before 2030, but, um, th that the next, report will be a report card, um, kind of reflecting whether or not we've made those changes necessary for, for a healthier future. So I guess I'll ask next, like what actions must the world take to make your healthy vision a reality? And what role do nurses have in those actions? It's going to take a lot of education, but I think that we also need to consider things like economics. Um, you know, what, what are people able to purchase or bring into their homes that is sustainable? I get frustrated when, for example, I go to a store and you see things like, don't get me started on like the dollar stores, but you go there and everything's so inexpensive, but it's, it's cheap, it breaks, but the mindset of people is, well, it's okay because it was only a dollar and I'll throw it out. But again, it's it's plastic and those kinds of, it's just, it's terrible for the environment. So the education and, and social justice and advocacy are also important. And again, nurses are primed to be able to help to do this, to do education and to provide resources for people because we are everywhere. We're in you know, we are in acute care, we're in long-term care, but we're in manufacturing, we're in churches, we're in schools, so that we need to think about the impact that we can have to educate those communities. And we also know 
that people listen to us. So that if we say something, we need to make sure that what we're saying is accurate. We need to make sure that we're providing resources for further learning, but people listen to us. So we can make those, we can make the education, we can help make those changes, but we need to make sure that the changes are, or what we're suggesting is realistic, um, that a family would be able to afford a certain something, something, right? Or can we make recommendations for reusable materials within the home versus something that is disposable? There's so much work nurses could do. For example, again, I have experience in OB. There's so many benefits about breastfeeding that you know there's costs. But then I think, and I talk to my students about this, the impact of the plastic and transportation and pesticides used to make formula but, and that's just one example, but there's so many other things to do. And nurses can help make these changes really just by educating and advocating. And then the communities are gonna follow us because they listen to us and they trust us and what we've told them is true. Education, economic shifts, um, changing the way that we are consumers. And, and Kathy, I appreciate how you frame us as nurses, as we're, we're trusted educators. We are advocates. Mm -hmm. We are change makers. And you, as, as the 2022 recipient of the prestigious Charlotte Brody Award, I mean, okay. you are sharing examples with all of us um, for, for how to live out that reality every day. But of course, over over years and, and over over a lot of time. So thank you for the work that you do to, to make nursing um, more than we ever thought it could be. And it's been such an honor to talk with you today. Well, thank you. And thank you for the opportunity. And again, I wanna make sure that I thank all of the people that have helped me in the past and um, Dr. Mary Jane Williams, who introduced me to environmental health nursing and uh, Barbara Sattler, Brenda Axel, Ruth McDermott Levy, Jean Leffers. There's a strong list of people that have helped me, supported me, and I hope that I can do that forward for other nurses. And then each person will continue that work and education and sharing of information. I know you're already paying it forward, Kathy. Um, so thank you. And if you would like to learn more about Dr. Murphy's legacy in environmental health nursing, visit those show notes where we dig even further into her story. Um, thank you to everyone who's stuck it out during this Nurses Climate Challenge series of the Nurses for Healthy Environments podcast. It's been an honor to serve as a guest host. And I want to share deep, deep gratitude to Dr. Beth Shank for the invitation to be part of this. I know I will still be in community with you all, of course, and I look forward to seeing the amazing work you all do every day as climate nurses. Thank you for that work. And we are grateful for you to making this planet a healthier place.
Thank you, Shanda, and congratulations to Dr. Kathy Murphy, an amazing leader and educator. Her recognition with the Charlotte Brody Award is so well-deserved. Thank you all for listening, and special thanks to Dr. Shanda Demarest, who has hosted the series on Nurse Climate Champions. This is the final episode of the series, and it was a joy for me to listen. Thanks again, Shanda. Please become a Nurse Climate Champion, and please check us out at envirn.org. Please subscribe, comment, and share the podcast. Talk to you next time.